to another episode of Effin' Cultured, the podcast. My name is Bobby. I'll be your host this evening. Uh, joining me today uh, are the same three gentlemen that joined us for Effin' Cultured, episode three. Uh, we've got Rick, Griff, and Zhao. How are we doing, gentlemen? Hi, Steve. <laughs> We're doing pretty fucking good. How are you? I'm fantastic. fantastic. Uh, I would like to point out that I think Griff and Rick are doing a little less as well as me and Bobby because they both watched Sleepaway Camp this week <laughs> and had glorious reactions. For those, of, for those of you who actually listen to the podcast in order, um, I don't know, Bobby, is there a way that we can share those onto the, the effing culture page? I know that Rick uh, posted his and tagged effing cultured. Um, yes. so yeah, but I think, I think we can put them up on the page. So whatever everyone, on the I'll share it to the page, whatever. Yeah, like, I can probably know, do it from my phone. You know, what would be glorious is if we could sync them from the same <laughs> moment to watch their faces. <laughs> I definitely, I was watching Rick's and I was watching his face for the moment that my face went wide and I was like, it's, it's the same moment. <laughs> yeah. It's the dick. <laughs> I, I know. No, no. So you're gonna I, like uh, the name Angela, aren't you, Peter? Yes. My, That's no. What, no. what the? F I had. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to give the the award for best reaction moment to Rick for what the fuck does that have to do with a boating accident? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> was gonna come all the way around to that for some i don't know profound storytelling reason you and thought nope. wrong <laughs> well people have been asking me i said why the hell did you watch that movie i said D listen to effing culture and i said i fucking tagged him <laughs> that is why i watched the movie and uh i think a buddy of mine's actually watching <laughs> watching it today he'd never seen sleepaway camp and he's like yeah i'll give it a shot i was like started a trend ha <laughs> You got. You have to watch it. You know, if you're if you're into slashers at all, you've got to you've got to see it. Uh, yeah, it's its own. It's it's in a category it's, its own. It's one of those movies, though. It's like, okay, I've seen it. I can put the badge on my vest and never yes. watch it again because yes. there's not much more. Right. There's nothing I, enjoyable I see, about it. I have to watch two and three. I guess. You gotta, yes. gotta get the They're whole... available on Prime. Yeah, are they? they are. Yeah. Yep. So well, now I have to, I have to see where the hell they go from here. <laughs> there you go, folks. Uh, Amazon Prime. We're, we're single-handedly gonna make Sleepaway Camp the most watched movie in May 2020. Oh yeah, yeah. All all 12 of our all 12 of our listeners are gonna. <laughs> are hey, we gonna might get a 13. Uh, we, we might get a 13. 
I'd like to thank all 12 people who have listened, uh, which includes myself. So the 11 other people who listen to the podcast. Yeah, still haven't yet. Kayla keeps saying she's going to someday. So, <laughs> someday I will listen to you. <laughs> oh, man, that's too funny. Uh, so it was it was it was it was fucked up. Like the final girl was also the killer. Yeah, it's true. And, and like, not also, a girl. Uh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> nope. Never was. I couldn't stop thinking about the goddamn movie all all day yesterday. I actually showed Kayla the ending. Cause I kept going, that was <laughs> she'd look at me. We'd be eating lunch or something big. You know, that was real fucked up. <laughs> Rick would be like staring into the middle distance, be like, What's wrong with you? I was just thinking about sleepaway camp again. Sorry. Again. Yeah, it, ru- it ruined me. <laughs> I'm a marked man forever. What what was up with the fucking sounds? Like, they just heard. <laughs> oh, like no. that, uh, that was the most disturbing part of that entire scene was just a... <laughs> that sounds... I was like, I don't care. I don't care if you're transgendered or what, but uh, that's, well, what is that down. sound? What is that sound? <laughs> like, you might have rabies. <laughs> like, in addition to everything you're going through. You might need it like a, like some kind of shot. <laughs> uh, so um, so we're we're entering uh, week eight of the quarantine, oh. Corona quarantine here in Connecticut. Oh. Alliteration. Um, That's you gentlemen, a movie title quarantined in Connecticut. Quarantined in Connecticut, starring Catherine Hepburn. Ah. Um, White privilege edition. It's going to be the lifetime TV movie of the year if this thing goes until Christmas. <laughs> Christmas, cor- Christmas quarantine, Christmas quarantine in, Connecticut. in Connecticut. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Featuring the KKK. It's the Kwanzaa quarantine. <laughs> For some of us. Not any of not anyone on this video call. Not in Connecticut. <laughs> lifetime, we're available if you want some consulting. Yes, please, please give us a call. Uh, quarantine Christmas in Connecticut. Uh, it can it can start off with the with the news of a, a terrible pandemic coming to town, and they find out that the the only cure is coming from a very small Pez factory <laughs> <laughs> in Connecticut. Santa and his elves <laughs> to go to West Haven. <laughs> Uh, it's not West Haven, my friend. It's Orange. Oh, sorry. Orange. Close enough to West Haven. <laughs> worst color. It's the worst color of Roy G. Biff. Fuck Orange. Either Whoa. way, Santa gets shot. <laughs> Whoa. I'm about to turn off Rick's chat. <laughs> Santa, Santa gets shot. They have to drag him into the piss. The piss. Place. Into the piss? What? The Where piss place. Go no, not the, piss. the Christmas piss. No one's pissing on Santa. It's the only way to bring back the Christmas spirit. <laughs> it's completely the, unrelated to the quarantine. Like the blood, the blood, the blood of Santa Claus is the only cure. <laughs> <laughs> this took a real dark turn. Yeah. Hey man. You got to go with what you you know. We'll sell tickets. <laughs> Blood sacrifice of Santa Claus. (laughs) 
Nothing that sells tickets be, faster than murdering Santa. That would be a great MacGuffin for a movie. Santa Claus's oh. blood will cure the, the disease. Why? Oh, 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 it croak. just will. We need it. Okay. But we don't know if he exists. <laughs> Is it all elf blood or, or just Papa elf blood? Like, no, it's it's got to be Papa Elf. It's got to come right from the source. The big Wait, guy. You, the big is, guy. Okay. Is Santa Claus an elf? I don't know. I thought he's in charge. I feel yeah. like he's the an jolly elf. Old like elf. A super elf. <laughs> he's like he's, a, he's ascended above all the other elves. Bunch of little elves. What the, what, what, what 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 the fuck did he do to get above all the other elves? If any of the other fucking elves were tall enough, they'd be fucking delivering the presents. So Santa Claus, Santa Claus became Santa Claus because he had a glandular problem. <laughs> it's, it's, like fact, Invader, it's like Invader Zen. The tallest people rule. <laughs> the Andre the Giant of Elves. <laughs> so he gets to carry his sack around. That and man can handle his cargo and he can fly those reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> Until Bingo the Elf body slams him. And then... You think the fucking reindeer are going to listen to a, like a three-foot-tall fella? I don't think so. you got to hold those reins with at least another two or three feet of height. <laughs> oh, my <True>. goodness. <laughs> you got to think about that. There's got to be some insubordinate elves. Like, there's too many of them for them to all be willing participants in yeah. this. You know, one of them was trying to get a union going, and he came in and smacked them down and was like, all right, guys, Trevor needs to disappear. Like, there's got to be some shit going on behind the scenes up at the North Pole because there's this? no way they're all on board. Who does this fucking guy think he is? <laughs> he was he was one of us. All of a sudden, he gets an extra puberty and he's the boss. I don't think so. <laughs> Can lick my sugar plums. <laughs> Angry ass elf. Very, very angry. Oh, my God. That bun looks so gross, Andrew. Why? Oh, my goodness. It's just food dye. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew makes uh, fun recipes and posts them on Facebook. Um, he, uh, he, he bought a, uh, a, a picture box for his food, too. A, yeah, a photo studio box thingy mabobber for but, things, whatever. I'm not sure if I'm in love with it, but it, it's worth taking a, a shot with. So my but, uh, He made a burger with a, a black and green bun, and it's uh, it's it's just a little bit weird. <laughs> it is. But to stare at a pitch black and lime green bun. Oh. <laughs> uh. That's what Santa's blood will look like when they're making the medicine. <laughs> black and It'll green? Black like and a, green? Yep. Like a, like a gremlin. Oh, I love gremlins. I actually prefer gremlins, too. Uh, well, true. It's a better... It's just a superior movie, the gremlins one. And the dark Christmas shit in gremlins one is just a little off-putting. That's how my sister found out there was no Santa Claus. Oh! Yep. That's not the way I'd want to find out. Yeah. Is this our Christmas episode? Should I hold on to this? Hold this out? Christmas in May. Christmas in May. Yeah, you know. Oh, my God. It's May. Where did April go? Holy crap. Why the fuck not? It feels like it's like the 82nd of August. There you go. <laughs> Another movie coming out of Epic Culture Studios. 82nd of August. 82nd of August. It's the sequel to Groundhog's Day. <laughs> 
same shit, same day. That's actually a great tagline, Rick. <laughs> it's just the same day. Same shit, same day. I like it. All right, in this in this movie, our protagonist learns nothing. <laughs> We're going for the record. He knows of Bill Murray's character and how many days he did in the same day. This guy's just going for the record. Base him off of Donald Trump. Can't wait for the crossover where he he goes for Santa's blood. <laughs> you know what would be awesome? If you made like a Groundhog Day style movie, right? Yeah. But- like you said, the guy learns fucking nothing, and the same <laughs> shit keeps happening, right? And you do a couple of takes of each time he's in each scenario or whatever like that. So each time it's a little bit different than it was before, but it's still the same shit. And then you marry them together in like a 17-hour film, and then you do a test screening and you film the audience waiting for shit to happen and see how many hours they go, mic the room, watch the reactions, watch as they lean over to their friend going, how much fucking longer are we going to sit here? Like, as the same shit keeps happening, and just like the, make like, that the fucking movie. It's a documentary about what people will put up with to expect like a, a payoff in a fucking movie. That reminds me of the experiment in the first season of uh, Community. Yes. yes. When, Troy and Abed are sitting in the room. Yeah. I'm I'm going through a community right now, so I probably subconsciously thought of that. It's it's fucking brilliant. That show was brilliant. I have yet to watch the show. It was. I have. I've just started the fourth season for the first time. Yeah, I think Carly and I are like five or six. Well, so halfway through the fourth season right now. How many seasons are there? Six. Yep. There's six seasons. There's three and a half that really matter. <laughs> what, hap- what happens after three and a half? Well, Dan Harmon. No. It's the first three seasons. Yeah. Season four is the gas leak season where Dan Harmon was fired from it. And then season five, Dan Harmon was brought back. And I've watched as Bobby kind of was, I think what Bobby was getting at. I watched maybe half of the fifth season. And then I tuned out because it just wasn't the same anymore. And then there was a whole sixth season on Yahoo, which I dare anyone to have watched. Um, <laughs> I, I watched when like Yahoo tried to have a streaming app, and that yeah. failed miserably. Was that Joel when the angry old dude came in? Yes. No, that was season five. Oh, okay. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. I haven't. Season- I. I haven't. I didn't. I didn't really watch season five. I don't. I like. I'm yeah, surprised season, how many episodes of season four I know. The um, only thing I vaguely remember from season four is that Brie Larson and Abed are in love with each other at one point for like one episode. And that was it. I don't know. But um, it, the show was the first three seasons are brilliant, Rick. They're they're okay. so fuck. They're so fucking good. Yeah. Gotta check um, that. And I just I, if they they've been talking about uh, now that it's on Netflix and garnering attention that they'll they'll make a movie and the russo brothers said they'd be on board as long as scheduling worked out and that's why they were connected to it yeah Yeah. they they directed a lot of the episodes and they were producers on it yep um dan Harmon was the creator um the humor is just it's fucking it's brilliant it's brilliant um the beautiful thing about community is you can stop watching 
after the first three seasons, and it ends beautifully. Sure. It's literally, because they were on the bubble, so to speak, the TV I'm bubble, every fucking season. So at the third one, they were pretty sure that they were getting canceled for good. So they wrapped everything the fuck up, uh, including Chevy Chase's character in one brilliant moment that I don't want to spoil. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you could stop watching after season three Just and watch be perfectly three. content. Uh, and that's the beauty of it. I mean, if you want more, obviously there's de- there's probably a couple of gems in four. I know five has some really good stuff. I couldn't tell you anything about six. I know I've seen some of it, but I, I really when you try to watch fucking TV on your computer, and I realize I'm an old fogey admitting this, <laughs> I I can't do it. Like, I can watch old things or movies that I've already seen. I can open it on my computer and be, like, cool with it. But yeah. I cannot watch new things that I've never seen on a computer. It okay. just doesn't work oh, for no. me. Oh, no. i got to watch it on a TV. Right. So when Yahoo had the app, and they were the only ones that had season six, that was the way you watched it. You couldn't put it on Roku. You couldn't do right. it any other way. And so I was like trying to watch it during my lunch break at work and their fucking streaming player was terrible. And it was like watching a movie on Windows Media Player. It was set up to fail. Yeah, Yeah, it 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 just wasn't going to happen. So I I barely remember anything about season six whatsoever. So they had a mantra watching it on six seasons of a movie was their mantra like throughout the entire thing. Uh, So they got six seasons, uh, three. The last three seasons are only 13 episodes each. So they. They basically got four seasons, if you want to pass everything. <laughs> four and a half. Four and a half seasons. Yeah. Um, but uh, if they get all the right players, and hopefully if Donald Glover comes back, Chevy will fuck himself. But uh, if uh, well, if Donald dead. Glover can come back, huh? The oh, character... yeah, that's right. They no, killed Chevy. This, is, this isn't spoiling anything, but they kill off Chevy Chase because he was Chevy an asshole. Can't harm him. Yeah. He, can't, he can't work with anyone long term. No. Here he's very and he, they said he was like super racist and like he was just a complete asshole. He would walk off the set before he was done filming stuff. It was just but when Donald Glover left that show, I was just I was heartbroken. Yeah. So was just, he was awesome. so it, it lost guy. a lot after he left too. Yeah. It just wasn't the same show. That's that's part of the reason why season five doesn't work for me that much because like the first four or five episodes, Donald Glover's there, and then he's right. gone, and, he, he and then it starts to really Burton. start to to nosedive. And I'm not saying he made the show, but all of their characters the together, right, is what made the show. Even to some extent, Chevy Chase, right? Um, you know what I mean? Like they needed him. And don't get me wrong, the guy, whatever his name is, that plays Mike in Breaking Bad, yeah. was the guy who came in and filled in. He wasn't terrible. But he just didn't he didn't Different fill the feel. void the way yeah, that Chevy Chase insane. did. Mm. Yeah. So anyway. Good. So check it out. That's gonna be our quarantine recommendation this week. <laughs> sure. <laughs> go, on, go on Netflix and watch community. It's uh well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep away camp two and three this week. Oh for sure. I okay. have to. But I will start uh yeah, I'll, br- I'll I'll bring back some reviews from community for next week. <laughs> we'll we'll send Jow both of your reaction videos so he can sync them up. <laughs> I got nothing you, else to do. You can hear you can hear the audio in the background, so you totally could sync them up to where <laughs> it's the same exact. That would totally be awesome. Oh, that'd be good. All right. Uh, so, uh, I thought it would be fun. Uh, Jal brought it up two weeks ago. He said we should talk about uh, if the quarantine goes long long term toward to the end of the year, which hopefully it won't. It's looking like it won't, but if it did. 
and the Oscars kept the rules that they have standing right now, the movies that have been released before March 16th would be the only movies that could be nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> so we would be looking at an Oscar show that would have nominations of uh, The Invisible Man, The Hunt, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog, Trolls, Bad Boys 3. Bad Boys 3. So Martin Lawrence would be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. That's the third one? Yeah. Why is it called Bad Boys 4 Life? I figured they were just trying to put four in there. For the song, I guess. Oh, come on. Make a fourth one and do that. They're totally not making a fourth one. Martin (laughs) Lawrence looks terrible enough in the third one. (laughs) And it's so sad because Will Smith looks as good as ever. And Martin Lawrence looks like... Uh, an inflated carcass. He looks like the thing that they find at the end of uh... <laughs> what's that Jerry O'Connell movie when they go to see the dead person? Um, oh my God! Why can't I stand by me? Stand by me. Oh, <laughs> Martin Lawrence looks like that the body Jerry that they're O'Connell gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's a River Phoenix film. It's like Jerry O'Connell. It's like He's Will Smith. It. Will Smith is Dorian Gray, and Martin Lawrence is the picture. <laughs> That's a cultured reference. That's the first one we've had four episodes. Yes! <laughs> Griff for the win. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I thought it would be fun if we uh, if we went back through the annals of history with the Oscars and awarded people that we think got robbed of an Oscar an Oscar this year because... Obviously, Jim Carrey's got not going to be nominated. He, although he was great, he's not going to be nominated for Dr. Robotnik. That's a crying shame, from what I hear. I haven't seen the movie, but Jim Carrey should have won several Oscars by now. Oh, for come all on. His I know. Awesome ones. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew has strong feelings on Oscars. He thinks they're bullshit. And on many, on many they are. terms, I agree with him. I think, uh, I think awarding... Uh, well, giving awards for art is, is you know. Worship? Yeah. But, you know, they're there. And sometimes I, they're fun to talk about. It's like the only oh, award yeah. show I still watch. This is messing with my little my little video square on the top of this app. Looks like Andrew has me on a TV in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's messing with my head. I'm the little TV in Andrew's background here. There we go. See? It's the Andrew top right, Andrew top right. Top right. <laughs> All right, so let's. I was gonna start. Um, I don't know, but uh, do you do you guys have any nominees for best actor that you think got? Uh, DiCaprio, The Departed. Okay, Leo DiCaprio, are we, The Departed. Are we going past 2019. I thought we were only doing 2019. No, I was, I was oh, saying. Oh. I was saying history. Oh. That's it's just about anal. That's what that's what I started paying attention. But it was <laughs> annals of history. Annals, annals of history. Yeah. The annals of history. So I believe I Leo got us. fucked. Huh? I believe Leo got fucked when he didn't win for <laughs> anally when he didn't uh, win for the Departed. Or was there was two? He he canceled himself out that year, didn't he? Departed and Blood Diamond were the same same. Was year? that the same year? I think so. Oh, okay. All right. That was kind of like uh, um. What's her face in Revolutionary Road and The Reader? Winslet? Kate Winslet? Yeah, Kate Winslet. 
I mean, she won, but she won for the wrong movie. Just because <laughs> she she should have been supporting actress in the reader, not featured actress. She should have um, turned it down and walked off the stage. I I said I said my my robbed nominee for best actor should be Ed Norton uh, from American History X. Ooh, that is a good, a good one. one. Yeah, Roberto yeah. Benigni won that, and no one fucking cares about Roberto <laughs> Benigni. But would have, would Norton have danced around and jumped on chairs? No, and who cares? Well, how how do you not give it to Edward Norton that movie? It's oh it's Norton, brilliant. Oh, he was brilliant in that movie. Has Norton ever won anything? No, Edward Norton's no. been nominated. He not, he got nominated for Fight Club. He got nominated for American History X. Where's the one with Richard Gere? I can't remember. It was a good. He was. Uh... He, sh- he should have been nominated for Twenty Fifth Hour, but the Oscars hate Spike Lee. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I also, as another nominee, I got uh, Jimmy Stewart from uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, nineteen forty, and I have Al Pacino for Surf Serpico. He got robbed too. Nineteen forty. Okay. You're, you're going. You're going eighty years back in time to fix it. That, you know what? Oh boy, best That's actress. Well deserved. Best actress. I have nineteen forty two is Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I believe she was not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, but Vivian Lee won that year for Gone with the Wind. And like I said, who fucking cares? I will never watch that movie. <laughs> it's like I also will not watch that movie. It's like four hours long, and who gives a fuck? <laughs> he, he literally says it at the end. He doesn't give a damn. Yeah, he, can, he reviewed the movie. <laughs> he watched the whole movie up to that point. It just said, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. And he left. It's like, no, I'm good. Rick, what was what was yours? What was did you did you say yours? No, I didn't. Um, I wanted to talk about. Okay, let me preface this by saying, and I think I put this out there last week. I'm not a big movie guy. I haven't seen a lot of really classic movies. I don't know why. It's just not a thing I've done. So I tried to stick to things that I've seen and things mm-hmm. that I can speak to. Um, but I wanted to talk about Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. Mm-hmm. He was nominated for that. And it's not that I think he really necessarily deserved it over anyone else, but he was in the same category. He lost to Gary Oldman for uh, what's it, Darkest Hour. Right. I, I love Gary Oldman. Oldman. Yeah. <laughs> but he was that year, he was in that category with Gary Oldman doing Boulder. Winston Churchill and Daniel Day Lewis in a period drama. Like, he had no hope. Right. He should have gotten an Oscar just for being there. <laughs> like the participation gonna, trophy. Yeah. You're not going <laughs> to win, but here's your honorary Oscar for being nominated along these two guys. <laughs> Primal Fear was the other Ed Norton movie. I thought he deserved a. Oh, yeah. That was a good movie. Um, I, I struggled thinking about someone for best actress. I actually just put Ellen Page for Juno. <laughs> because <laughs> she. No. Because, because, <laughs> Chow, Chow, Chow. He hasn't seen more than four movies. Yeah, exactly. No, Chow. <laughs> because I thought she did a very good job being somebody who would be willing to have sex with Michael Sarah, And I think that's commendable. <laughs> that, that wasn't Jonah Hill. <laughs> I'll allow it. Thank you. I do. Ser- well, we're not talking about Best Picture yet, so I'll talk about that later. Uh, 
Oh. Best actress that missed out. Well, I mean, Glenn Close has been nominated seven times. She hasn't won once. Really? She might win next year in the movie that someone in this current podcast might be, quote unquote, starring in, in the background. I was going to say. <laughs> Starring might be a loose term. Isn't that a Netflix film? Are they going to release it into theaters so they can get some uh, yeah, some award push? We're originally going to they were originally going to drop it on Netflix in May. The film is called um, the what? Oh shit! Hold on. That's a funny name. The Hillbilly something. What the hell was it called? I forget what it's called. Jesus, that's terrible. Um, I want to call it the hillbilly redux but i know that's not what it is it's some movie about the appalachians or something like that and i don't know they filmed in new haven and i was an extra as a marine but i know that glenn close is in it and they say that her performance in it is supposed to be fucking incredible and they were originally going to drop it in may on netflix and then they reconsidered and they are they repositioned it to come out in november in theaters, and this was be this was before the Rona hit, so it wasn't a move because of the Rona. It had right. nothing to do with that. When they put when they repositioned it to go out in November, I immediately thought, okay, Oscars. they're trying to angle for the Oscars, right? So um, I think she might have a shot this year because I don't know what the fuck else. I mean, granted, there's always movies that I never have even heard of by the time they've come out. And then yep. they win like all the Oscars. Like you yeah. had no idea it was even being made. Um, but yeah, so she might have a shot. She definitely. They were they were talking about it on set. A lot of the people uh, that she was doing an incredible job and da 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 da. da and I guess Amy Adams did too. But um, they were. That's another one. She's been nominated six. She's been Arrival. nominated six times. She was great in Arrival. Amy Adams. Glenn Close was awesome in that Gary Oldman film from the nineties. Air Force, Air Force One. One. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. It's a great fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, she didn't win for Basic Instinct, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Hillbilly but... Elegy. That's the name of it. Ah. Hillbilly Elegy. Does it take it place in West Virginia? Uh, yeah, I will never visit. Uh, I, I think part of it. Gal's got kin down there. Place there. Yeah. You got what? He's got kin down there. Shit. Yeah, I used to go to West Virginia every year for family reunion. I don't go anymore. <laughs> is it because of... What'd they tell you right the before rape. you got married? It's because I have a choice, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> What'd they tell you right before you got married, Andrew? Uh, the, the I don't remember. It's like second or third cousin or whatever like that is a, is a Southern Baptist preacher. And he pulled my wife or my fiance at the time aside and started giving us this big long winded speech or whatever like that. And then finally got into the, the woman obeys the man part. And this was one of those, this is like one of those movies moments in like a movie where they will put a close up on my hand where I'm holding her hand and she's squeezing it. And it, it was, it was a beautiful visual of her squeezing my hand and my hand wrapped around hers and I'm like doing a little bit of like a, a like a massaging thing, like she's pissed and I'm trying to soothe her out of it because it was one of those things where it's like just let him talk, don't nod your head and agree and He'll smile. He'll go away. Yeah. yeah, we'll 
we'll get through this and da 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 da. But from time to time, I do like to remind my wife that she is supposed to love, honor, and above all else, obey. 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 <laughs> Ooh, wee boy, you in a heap of trouble. All right. She. She. Good all right. Let's 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 jump over to best picture, Griffers. What have you got there? Uh, I want to talk about Doctor Strangelove. Ah, never yeah. seen it. Really? Okay. So, Doctor Strangelove is actually, and I didn't know this, actually Kubrick's highest rated movie on I, I definitely Rotten Tomatoes. I think also Metacritic. Um, but it is his highest rated movie. Fucking Rotten uh, Tomatoes. Huh? I said fucking Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's. So it lost to My Fair Lady, I guess. Yeah, um, and Peter Sellers lost to Rex Harrison and My Fair Lady as well. <laughs> um, I mean, it it's fantastic. Dark comedy, um, amazing satire of the Cold War. And I think, honestly, I think it was the 60s. I think people just weren't ready to make light of the war that was happening, happening. around them. <laughs> Meta wasn't a thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But that's my I'm, pick. I'm going to go one that wasn't nominated. The first Oscars I ever watched was uh, winter 1994. I didn't realize they announced nominations ahead of time. So I just saw they're giving awards to movies. And I was like, there's only one movie that's got to crush them all. And that's Jurassic Park. And not only did it not win Best Picture, it wasn't, it wasn't even nominated. <laughs> I was a devastated eight-year-old. <laughs> Staying up until like 1230 in the morning going, what the fuck is Schindler's List? <laughs> what a ripoff. Spielberg made two movies this year? I bet that one's just as fun. I stayed up for nine hours. <laughs> Not one dinosaur. <laughs> Not even, no raptors were nominated. That's it, funny. Did win, My... it did win three. That's what kept me watching. Yeah. Sound effects, I probably sound like that. A special effects, <laughs> effects editing. I don't know. It was just, it were teasers. I was like, oh, it's going to get the big one. Going to do it. <laughs> going to do it. Wait, Jeff Goldblum wasn't nominated? What's happening? <laughs> this is uh, chaos. That's, that, that's chaos theory. That man was chased by a T-Rex on the back of a Jeep. <laughs> and he looked good doing it. He did that, Fox. <laughs> My best picture uh, goes back to the 95 Oscars. Um, fucking Forrest Gump won that year over Pulp Fiction and Shawshank Redemption. Well, Forrest Gump's third to those two. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. What? I don't know what movie I'd give I it to. Know Shawshank, if you ask it. everyone to list like their top five movies, I think 75% of people would say Shawshank yeah. is in their top five movies. But Josh, Pulp, Pulp Fiction was was a, was a masterpiece. Brilliant. Well. Yeah. No. I think I was surprised Once Upon a Time in Hollywood didn't win this year. What won? Best Picture? Yeah. Oh, the, the Korean film. Yeah. Parasite. Uh, Parasite. Parasite. I got to watch that. It's on Hulu. It's on my list. I just, I really have to be in a mood to sit down and watch a movie you like that. You have to read it? Yeah. Well, no, it's. <laughs> It's not even subtitles. Like it's a whole. It's like like an allegory for capitalism, and like my oh, my brain 
my brain needs to be in a certain place right. to be able to sit down and be like, all right, this movie has depth and it, it's got a it's got a different meaning than what it's showing yep. me. Yep. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> subtitles don't help when it's something like that, but I'm not I'm not one of those people that's like, I don't want to I don't want to read words <laughs> when I'm watching a film. I don't want my ass to do the work for me. <laughs> They're working hard enough. I meant it like I can't Google something while the movie's on and just yeah. kind of tune out. You have to stay tuned the whole time. That's yeah. true, which I appreciate. Yeah, you know, you, I, you I, gotta I be something. in it, you know. So. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's on, it's on my list too to watch because it's written and directed by the same guy who wrote and directed Snowpiercer, and I loved Snowpiercer. I I don't know how I felt about Snowpiercer. I mean, I watched it. Tilda Swinton's pretty badass. She's badass in everything she's in. It's yeah. true. I even liked her in Doctor Strange. I just, I don't... Yeah, me too. That's the first <laughs> image that popped in my head. Is... <laughs> Ball. <laughs> Everyone freaking out. Supposed to be an old Asian man. You gave it to some weird alien white chick. <laughs> supposed to they should have seen it and said, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. She probably is ancient. <laughs> Who would you give it to, Jow, in 95? Would you give it to Shawshank or would you give it to Pulp Fiction? Shawshank. I know yeah. that a lot of Shawshank. people would be... A lot of pretentious film nerds would be like, Oh, it's Pulp Fiction! And to them, I would flip them both middle fingers and I would grow an extra arm to flip them off once more because... And you have I to love, stay. I love Pulp Fiction. I have no problems with Pulp Fiction, but Shawshank is a better movie. It is. Is, is sure. Pulp Fiction creative? Absolutely. It didn't redefine what movies could do? Yes. Was there great acting in it? Yes. Was the dialogue on point? Yes. Was it masterfully thought out? Yes. Was it directed well? Fuck yeah. It's not better than Shawshank. I, know. <laughs> just, I can, agree with you. you. All of those accolades and all that kind of stuff. And there are great takeaways. But it, it, as as in, indiv in every single individual category of filmmaking, Pulp Fiction is fucking masterful. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. comes together well. But as, in, as a whole, as a one movie, it does not match what Shawshank does. That's my thing, is that it, it, everything needs to work in service of each, of each other to make one cohesive movie come together. Now, when I say cohesive, people will be like, oh, Pulp Fiction's cohesive. That's not what I'm not talking about, like logical, like, oh, it makes sense and everything. Right. There's no plot holes or overlaps or anything like that. I, I, what the fuck is the point of Pulp Fiction? That's my question, is what is the purpose? When I, when I sit down to watch Pulp Fiction, and then I, after two and a half hours, I get up and leave, what is the takeaway that I'm left with after Pulp when you Fiction? Get up, when you get up and leave, don't forget your watch. Yes, <laughs> or my wallet that says bad motherfucker. And that's, that's the takeaway from that movie, is it's just a whole lot of style done very well in every single thing style 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 and i'm that's great man that's really awesome i, I enjoy style love the movie but, yeah. but but i am a substance dude at the at my very core and if you're giving me a fucking story about something that i can 
think of randomly when I'm feeling like depressed and it sparks cheer for me and shit like that. Like if I'm if I'm down and depressed and I think about Pulp Fiction, it, it, what does that do for me? It does nothing. But if I if I makes if me want to roll out with cheese, I'm serious though. But like yeah, it's a fun movie makes to sit down and watch and munch popcorn on and stuff like that. That to me is a popcorn movie. Pulp Fiction is like the ultimate popcorn movie. It's one of those things. It's just style, man. It's like fucking uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. The style and everything in that fucking movie is fucking great. But the takeaway of Scott Pilgrim, they fucked it up because they changed because of test audiences. But the point of Scott Pilgrim is overall moot. I don't give a fuck. There's no takeaway that's really important to me there. I didn't learn anything. Wait, what did they change because of test audiences? Uh, Because originally... Uh, at the end of the movie, Scott Pilgrim ended up going back to Knives Chow, his original girlfriend, yeah. and yep. they were they they dated and Ramona was uh, was just kind of fluffed off or whatever like that. And everybody, probably because they're fucking Americans and racists, didn't want uh, Ramona and Scott to be broken up. So he gets back with Ramona instead at the end of the movie now, and that's the end of it. Well, that so, really changed I mean, the whole movie. It, yeah. Storm. It could also have to do with the fact that Knives is in high school. I mean, that's, <laughs> Michael Sarah didn't that's, deserve that's either. That's my problem with that. Statutory. That's my takeaway. <laughs> how, Don't how, date a high schooler. How old is Michael Sarah supposed to be in it? I mean, I is he like one year graduated? Because it's like he is as old now as he does before. then. So he's, he's 30. <laughs> the point is the, the point that I'm getting at though is that at the end of the day while style is amazing and important to film yeah. making and storytelling and stuff like that it's not the end all be all and like this is what I was actually going to ask you guys about because I've been probably noticeably quiet if anybody's been paying attention while you guys dis- discuss the Oscar stuff is yeah. what criteria do you use because that's one of my objections to the Oscars and holes everybody has different criteria with how they vote and sure. when sure. that comes together, you get like a shit show. It's like that's why no one can accurately ever predict the yeah. Oscars is because there's no fucking criteria to level out what makes a good performance. Oh, did the guy do a funny voice all the time? Wow, that's really deep in the character. Hey. Fuck hey. you, that doesn't make a difference. Take it easy on Daniel Day Lewis, all right? <laughs> it's not even that. It's not even that. We all know you're talking about Lincoln. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> My biggest issue is, is like somebody will give me the dumbest fucking reason that they will nominate someone or vote for somebody or pick somebody for this or that, or just in general, the movie. You know what I mean? Like they, oh, I fucking love that movie. If we went by that fucking Avengers Endgame would have won best picture. Now, and is it a great fucking movie? Infinity War. It, it is it a great fucking movie? Sure, everybody loved it. It was supposed to be love it, but but did it push boundaries on anything? Did it change you as an audience member? Does it is it a movie that you look to in times for guidance? Is it something that you know you you tell kids about? Like the the only takeaway I got from Avengers Endgame, other than I fucking had a great three hour ride, was that one one day I will tell my kids when movie theaters no longer exist. I went to that fucking movie and people were standing and applauding and shit during the movie. 
like going ape shit and that kind of like crowd experience of like being it's almost like being at a ball game when someone hits a walk off home run and yeah. that that was that's my fucking takeaway from that movie i go online and i watch youtube reaction videos yes. where they play the audio of like the moment iron man does a snap or and a cap shows, shows up or, yeah Picking it's up that it's on your left it's reliving those moments in the theater, the communal experience with everybody. But in terms of the movie, like I wasn't one of the people that was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. When cap grabbed the hammer, like, I mean, it was awesome, but I'm not like over here jerking off about it. That's so that, that to me would, would not qualify this movie as a best picture contender. Is it a movie I'm going to watch till the end of fucking time? Yes. But is it best picture of the year. Fuck no. Like, so I'm curious. I've ranted a lot long enough. I'm curious to you guys. What criteria, as a general flatline, would you use when you're evaluating something for this? I like it more. <laughs> I'm, I'm that asshole. <laughs> it's like okay. So it, Endgame yeah, is it, best picture. Personally, oh, Endgame did not win. I would not have won best picture for me either. But well, you know what's funny? There's like no happy medium for me because a lot of the times the Oscars will piss me off, but I think the People's Choice Awards piss me off more than the Oscars do. Because <laughs> they I should no know. It's like, oh yeah, Taylor Lautner totally deserved to win Best Supporting Actor for his work as some fucking stupid werewolf bitch boy. Now, for the record, I will go on saying if there was one award show that I'm fucking okay with, if for some weird ass reason, it's the MTV Movie Awards. Yes, because for, sure. they have it's the most to be ridiculous. Stupid. They have the most ridiculous categories like best kiss, best fight, and best, it's just fun. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Fun. Like if we're going by that, like that's that's fucking fine. The because... Oscars, the Oscars have a feeling of of being pretentious because they fucking are. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a reason why horror movies have done shitty over the past six, seven, eight decades with <laughs> awards show. You know, like The Shining wasn't nominated for anything. Jack Nicholson didn't get nominated. Stanley Kubrick didn't get nominated. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? I think the last horror movie to do anything was The Exorcist. Uh, no, uh, technically Silence of the Lambs. Oh, uh, yeah, it's the only movie. It's the only technically horror movie that's ever won Best Picture. I don't care. Uh, Exorcist was movie. nominated, and I think Get Out was nominated as well. Get Out was nominated. Um, what year did Get Out come out? Well, uh, no, long ago. No, no. I was like fifteen or twenty sixteen. Like twenty seventeen, I think. Hold on, I'm looking right now. I'm trying to find it. When did Us came out? Two years ago. Twenty seventeen, actually. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah. So can you tell me what movie won in 2017? Was that? Um, that's that my fucking butter? point. That's my fucking point. What was so, it? Yes, Griff is right. The The winner was The Shape of Water. But, but honestly, the, honestly, it, I only know that because I went, I did some research on the Oscars, Oscars stuff for this, for this conversation. Right. Fish so fucking. This, this was what I was going to go with was it really, the Oscars don't end up mattering in the long run. The real the real competition is the test of time yeah. because no one's going to be fucking watching. And all due respect to Guillermo del Toro, I think he's a phenomenal stylistic director. Um, but that movie, The Shape of Water, will get watched by people who are trying to be pretentious and be like, oh, I'm cultured because I watched the Mexican filmmaker and Guillermo del Toro won the Oscar for it and durka durka dur and all this other nonsense. He's Mexican? But, but 
But, but people who want to watch a good fucking movie are going to be like, oh, you haven't seen Get Out? You got to see Get Out. It's so good. If you're a fucking horror guy, you got to watch Get Out. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Like, that is the movie that will that will live through history. It didn't right. win the award, so who the fuck cares? What other movies came out that year? Uh, Dunkirk. Oh, uh, Dunkirk was awesome. Right. Yeah, I could give a shit. Uh, you, well, you see, the like thing it? is... I didn't watch it. Oh, you... You should watch it. Dun- <laughs> it's, it's good. Dunkirk. Is that Dunkirk a Nolan? Is, is that Nolan? Yeah. 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 Dunkirk is is a movie that I would say is, I mean, it, in regular Christopher Nolan style, like the heavy drama, you get invested in it. But the only real success of that movie to me is editing. Like yep. that movie yep. did something. Yep. That movie did something for editing that no other movie has ever done ever, in which it fucked with your expectations. And your perception of what was going on so that the moment when like it like I, I call it like the sixth sense moment when you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. When like, it finally arrives. That, yeah. that yeah. movie, uh, Dunkirk, that movie, your oh, my God moment is when you realize that the editing has been fucking with you. The whole and, time. Right. And that's, time. And, yeah. That's and that's great. That's a step forward for filmmaking because some filmmaker somewhere saw that and was like, "Wow, I can fuck with my audience with my edit and my structure. That's awesome." And they'll they'll get creative and think about it and do something with it, and they'll blow bad, our minds again. Bad but Boys Four. Overall, the story <laughs> was fucking boring. I just gave a stink bug a concussion. <laughs> all right, all right. That's enough. Oopsie, Oscar talk for now. <laughs> Um, but speaking of Pulp Fiction, uh, part of the reason that that movie, you know, it's a great movie, but like one of the drives of that movie is, is a MacGuffin, which we're going to speak of today in our Mount Rushmore. Uh, hit us, Rick. My first. Uh, no, Mount Rushmore. Damn it. Mount Rushmore. All right, folks, I should have warned you. Now your ears are gone. All right. <laughs> I wrote myself a note last week. It said, "Scream Mount Rushmore." I the know audience I, is now I down. Every time, I always go, oh, "What? Is what I had to do now?" Oh, okay, every- I'll start talking. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Wait, what's this? What's this? What's this note? That that can't be for me. <laughs> it's my handwriting, but that can't be for me. <laughs> oh shit! All right. So, for those of you not in the know. Uh, MacGuffin is a term uh, for something, a motivating element in a story that is used to drive the plot and actually serves no further purpose. Uh, it was a, a term that uh, Alfred Hitchcock popularized for movies um, like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Um, it drives the plot along, but we never get to see what's in it. And it really serves no purpose other than being the briefcase. <laughs> I read, um, I think he also described it as an element that the characters in the world care about very much, but the audience doesn't care about really at all. That makes sense. Gen- generally speaking. That makes sense. So I, I thought it would be fun to, uh, to do a Mount Rushmore of, I'm going to say movie MacGuffins, because as I was making my list, the thing that kept popping into my head was Godot. <laughs> from waiting, waiting for Godot, but we're not bringing this into the theater world today. 
Uh, we could discuss it another time. Uh, but we're going to go with uh, movies right now. Movie MacGuffins. Um, <laughs> I had to get... look it up because I knew the, like barely the concept of MacGuffin. I was like, uh-huh. oh, it's not, it's something they chase or have to look for the whole time. That's what I thought. But I, I went through some of these lists. I was like, oh, fucking Hitchcock. <laughs> go him. <laughs> Did you guys like doing one at a time, or do you want to give all four and then have a conversation? I didn't do the homework, so I don't get a vote. I kind of like doing it one at a time. I think one at a time. But, I, uh, of course, I didn't do it the other way, so I don't know. Okay, and Andrew didn't do it at all. But you know movies, Andrew. You can hit us with a few MacGuffins. I honestly, I had trouble. I was thinking about it while I was mowing the lawn, because I was like, fuck, I got to think of something. But outside of Pulp Fiction, and maybe like the... Oddly enough, the Avengers movies before Infinity, like Infinity before War, you didn't know yeah. what the fuck the stones were and all this and that. But like, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of drawing a blank and I still am. So I'm curious right. to hear what you guys say. Maybe it'll shake something loose for me. OK, we'll start with you, Rick. The one ring from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh. See, OK, that's, that's, that's an interesting one. Because I don't feel I don't know if that's a MacGuffin or not. Well, well, no, the, the object coming itself. Up on MacGuffin lists. <laughs> The ring itself is not, but getting it to Mount Doom is. Oh, as a plot device, it's a MacGuffin. Yeah. Just that walk to the Mount. I have one like that on my list, too. It's, okay. it's interesting. All right, what's um, your first one there, Griffers? Uh, I'll, I'll talk about it now. So I, I focus specifically on MacGuffins from my childhood when I was growing up watching okay. movies. Um, the Matrix of Leadership from Transformers the Movie, 1986. <laughs> Which is another one that they have, the Autobots have it, and then they lose it, and they have to get it back, but then it doesn't do anything until the right person unlocks it. Okay. All right. All I remember from that movie is uh, Optimus Prime dying. (laughs) Oh, spoiler alert. Let me tell you, I'm also, I'm pretty pissed that this wasn't nominated for an Oscar, because look at that cast. Leonard Nimoy, Judd Nelson, Eric Idle, soundtrack by Weird Al Yankovic, Orson Welles. Like, come on. <laughs> what it a sounds killer like, cast. It sounds like a perfect film. Oh, my, no, no. No, it's my not first a perfect MacGuffin, film. My first MacGuffin is The Rug from The Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. That it, was on those lists, so that's it, fucking it really, It really tied the room together. <laughs> and while not being important at all in that movie, it's what got the entire thing started. Uh, so that's my first MacGuffin. What's your what's number two there, Rick? The Samsonite briefcase from Dumb and Dumber. Okay, <laughs> that's that's a good one. I like that one. I didn't even think of that one. Sam the whole story rolling. Samsonite. Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> God, I love that fucking movie. Me too. Up there. <laughs> Griffers. My second one is also a Jim Carrey movie, and it's one of my personal favorite movies ever. And it is Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. It is Shikaka, the Chica- Great White Bat. <laughs> yes! Yes, yes! I will, I will co-sign that one. Now. That's a that fabulous MacGuffin. I like that. <laughs> Guano. Shishkabob. Shawshank Redemption. Chicago! You're out. Uh, my second MacGuffin is One-Eyed Willie's Treasure from The Goonies. Yes. Ah. Uh, 
That has to go up there. That's the a go- good one. The Goonies just deserve everything. Um, and I was actually, you know, doing research for this. I was surprised that wasn't on anyone's list. Yeah, you know, I never. Yeah, like, I did. I it. did a lot of research for it too, and I didn't see it anywhere. All right, Rickers, what do we got? My third one is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace from the film Fanboys, where their whole trip <laughs> is getting a copy. I was so confused movie. for a second. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a MacGuffin. So I kept seeing Star Wars show up on the, yep. the list. Like, this is a MacGuffin within a MacGuffin. <laughs> MacGuffception. Ooh, MacGuffception. That's, uh, that movie was such a disappointment, though. Oh, it really was. <laughs> it really it, was. it had... The premise was... It was should have been so years. fucking good. Oh, they ruined it. I thought you were going to tell me that Qui-Gon Jinn getting cut in half was going to be a MacGuffin. The bottom <laughs> half of Qui-Gon. <laughs> <laughs> or the origin of uh, Darth Maul. Qui-Gon's Jinn. <laughs> oh. hey Ray Park is Darth Maul as a MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> so Star Wars is the MacGuffin for me. I like it. Griffers, what's your number three? Number three uh, is classic for me. Uh, it's the Holy Grail from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Which I also love because you you see like an image of it once and that's it. <laughs> In the whole it's, movie. It's funny because the Holy Grail is also a MacGuffin for Indiana Jones. It is. And the Last Crusade. And the Last Crusade. Every, every Indiana Jones movie is revolves around a MacGuffin. That's true. That's true. My third MacGuffin is Pee Wee Herman's bike. <laughs> yes. In Pee Wee's <laughs> Adventure. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, it's one of one of my favorite movies. And, you know, that beautiful red bike drives <laughs> him across the country and gets him into a whole bunch of hijinks. <laughs> so that belongs up on my route, Rushmore. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, MacGuffins. I just like saying MacGuffin. It is. It's a fun word. <laughs> It's very Irish. All right, time for number four there, Jal. What do we got? Oh, am I get I get I got to throw one out now? Oh, <laughs> yes. You have a couple. <laughs> you you've been listening so intently, but you haven't said anything. The, well, I'm waiting sure? for an opportunity. Uh, I and I'm also googling at the very moment. But <laughs> um, the one that I that I saw that definitely jumped out to me that's not expected, but definitely falls into the category is. The sports almanac from Back to the Future too. Oh yes, yep. I have that in my that honorable mention. <laughs> very much. That's very much a MacGuffin, and I will. I love Back to the Future, all three of the movies, so I'm definitely gonna put that out there. Almanac oh. is most definitely one. I didn't even think about that. All right, Rick, bring us home, bud. Number four. My fourth is from the Indiana Jones films, the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, I thought you were going to say Crystal Skull. I was going to break my screen. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm already on a shit list for hating Orange. I didn't want to... <laughs> I didn't want to double down today. <laughs> How dare you hate Orange? Ark of the Covenant. Fate, face-melting goodness. Um, Griffers, what do you got for number four, bud? It's the, uh, the fridge from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> no, uh... <laughs> That's a safety device. Um, it's actually 
if anyone remembers the first Men in Black movie at this point in their lives, it's the Galaxy. The galaxy yes. Belt. Yeah. Orion's which, Belt. Yeah, which messed me up because I'm like, oh, they want the Galaxy. But then it like, oh, it's a pendant on the cat's collar. But then they're like, it's actually a Galaxy. Like, right. Whoa. Oh, it yeah. reminds me of uh, Animal House when uh, Donald Sutherland's all high and they're like, wait, 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 wait. So you're saying <laughs> that the universe might be an atom. And he's like, yep. And inside of my fingernail is a tiny little universe and a tiny little atom. <laughs> I I had trouble with number four. I did. I um, Part of me wants to say uh, Julie Dwyer from the from the Viewisk universe that uh, Kevin Smith's first three movies, Julie Dwyer ties all three of them together. Clerks, Mallrats, and Chasing Amy. Oh, yeah. Um, I also really like The Heart of the Ocean and Titanic. I was going to uh, drop that one next. Yep, that one, definitely. Um, I, I That's such an important piece that just brings the story. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Um, I love uh, Doug in The Hangover. Honorable mentions. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but what else did I have here? Oh, the X5 unit from Beavis and Butthead to America. <laughs> it, it, it's in his pants. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> and a, two, a twofer in one movie, the car and the continuum transfunctioner from Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> Oh, you said the car and the dude. <laughs> the car and the dude. Um, but I think my fourth one, I'm going to go to a classic. And if uh, if you haven't seen this movie, I, I highly recommend it. It had some of the biggest comedian actors of its time in it. Uh, and it's uh, The Big W from uh, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Um, it was basically a predecessor to Rat Race. It was oh. a bunch of people looking for a giant W which was supposed to have what was, I think it's $300,000 of cash buried under the big W. Um, and it's just a massive amount of um, just insane actors in the day. I'll bring it up right now just to um, bring it up. But the movie's hysterical. Uh, Jonathan Winters was in it. Uh, Buddy Hackett was in it. Um Spencer Tracy was in it. Milton Berle. Like a huge amount of huge... Mickey Rooney. Buster Keaton. Carl Reiner. Peter Falk. Don Knotts. Jerry Lewis. Wow. Uh, Larry Fine from the Three Stooges was in it. <laughs> Jack Benny was in it. Uh, just a... It's a huge cast. It's like an... I mean, if you tried to put a cast like this to get i mean i guess the closest thing we have is the what's that it's, it's the Blood. avengers endgame of comedy <laughs> right or what was that what was that stupid movie where the world ended and everyone was at james franco's place it is the end it is the end yeah that's basically like that. that's basically the closest thing we have to that uh but oh. that movie oh speaking of which the locker and rat race is another great MacGuffin. um but uh. rat race took the formula of mad 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 world and just basically stole it and was like, hey. And they threw some, you know, John Cleese and a bunch of rich assholes betting on everything. Yeah. Um, but I uh, highly recommend that movie. Jow, did you pick another one up? Uh, I got two. 
Yes. Um, one of them is a pretentious film school pick. Okay. Uh, and it kind of ties in a little bit to what somebody brought up before. I forgot who did it, but uh, the bicycle from uh, Pee Wee Herman. Uh, I was actually going to say the bicycle from a, uh, a movie called uh, Bicycle Thieves, which is a foreign film from the 1940s, uh, which I actually believe Pee Wee was somewhat inspired by. So um, that was definitely one of them. And then probably the most recent MacGuffin, because good old J.J. Abrams loves his uh, mystery box, uh, the the map to Luke Skywalker in The Force Awakens um, is something that everybody's after. Yep. and then. Yep. Uh, yep. Believe it or not, they they pulled that shit again in the Rise of uh, Sky or Skywalker with uh, the little it. fucking triangle <laughs> thingies that they were after to try to the find map to Palpatine. Yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah, whatever the fuck it was. He um, I will give Ryan Johnson credit about one thing: he didn't use any of that shit in his movie. <laughs> um, so we don't need <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> we don't want to get people angry. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, there it is. Our Mount Rushmore of MacGuffins. Our Mount MacGuffin Rushmore. You could go for an egg <laughs> MacGuffin. Oh, I would Ooh, love sausage. a good egg MacGuffin right now. Sausage, sausage egg, egg MacGuffin. <laughs> sausage egg MacGuffin. <laughs> they still do breakfast all day, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. I live 50 feet from a McDonald's. I might just walk there, although I have to <laughs> walk through the drive-thru. I saw someone do that the other day, and it blew my mind. <laughs> I was behind a guy that was walking through the drive-thru of Burger King, and it was just like, fucking what? It was, <laughs> what's happening right now? For next week, let's, they let him? All, let's all record ourselves going to get a sausage egg MacGuffin, and then I'll be, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> but you have that'll, to walk through the drive-thru. Yeah, that'll be our quest. <laughs> our, our quest. Our MacGuffin is our a, MacGuffin is a sausage egg MacGuffin. <laughs> oh! Believe it or again. not, Believe it or not, I haven't even seen the movie, but I do know that in the the Birds of Prey movie, uh, Harley Quinn is actually chasing an, an egg, uh, like a breakfast sandwich, as her MacGuffin throughout like the entire movie. Kind of like Harold and Kumar going after the White Castle burgers. She only, she, does, only yeah. she only deals with that sandwich for like five minutes. It's is not it really, it doesn't really drive her through the oh, okay. entire thing. Like I said, I've never seen the movie. I just heard about it on Twitter. Yeah, don't watch it. You would hate it. Um. I knew this before it even came out. I uh, I wasn't a giant fan of it. I watched it this week. I sat down in my basement and turned it on. And uh, I I think it irritates me to no end that a movie would go out of its way to get an R rating. And all they do is like, oh, now we get to say fuck a whole bunch. Um, which yeah, is just, they... it's so annoying. And the fight choreography I know it's going to sound weird saying this because it's a superhero movie, but the fight choreography is so fucking unrealistic that it just completely pulls you out of this wacky world well, that they the set up. And, and that's the thing a lot of people don't understand is like they're going to say, oh, you're being sexist because if it was men doing it, it'd be fine. But that's not the case in it at all. The yeah. whole point of a movie in general, any movie doesn't matter what it fucking is or what it's about, is about suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Do I believe this is happening in the world that's been established with the characters that we've been mm -hmm. given? And when the movies violate that, doesn't matter if it's a fight sequence or if it's whether or not somebody steals money from a cash register. Right, when the, right. the, the basis of belief has been violated, your audience sure, sure. checks out. And that's just what fucking happens. So mm -hmm. I believe it. When I, when, when I read online that somebody tosses somebody a scrunchie 
during the middle of a fight scene or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it gives that. her a hair tie. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, all right. Yeah, there's it. like, like there's a quick change at the end where they're all fight they're getting like ganged up on by like 40 50 henchmen and like out of nowhere there's just a quick change and all of a sudden Harley Quinn has roller skates on and it's just like fuck fucking what why no yeah so that the worst me. part is like I like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn sure um I really liked her character and some of the parts of that movie worked really well mm. but in total the tone that they took in the in the way that they executed it just made it feel like eh. It was, was, it was eh. yeah. It was there was just, no stakes. Yeah, that's disappointing to hear. Because the whole idea, like no one knew that her and the the Joker broke up, and she was abusing her power of being the Joker's girl, and then oh. and then she makes like this giant declaration of her breaking up with the Joker and all of a sudden everybody wants her dead and like, that's fine. Okay, cool. Go with that. But then there's a little girl involved in a diamond that everyone's after. The word you're looking for Bobby is convoluted. Yeah. Convoluted. It just, it, yeah, it's like, um, what was that horror movie? Your next, like your next was set up to be like this really funny, good, like it could have been a, a comedy horror or just a straight up horror movie and it totally fucking fumbled the ball when it got to the most important part of the movie. And it feels like this movie did the same thing. It just it just fumbled the ball. It you didn't know, know what it movie ha- did that better? Ready or not? I want to see that. That was a fun movie, Bobby. We saw that movie together. Oh, that was the board game movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. That went total fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, Deus, Deus Ex Machina. Deus Ex Machina at the end <laughs> yeah, of that. Um if we're getting theatrical with it. Yeah. That, I don't know. I think that be, might be a fun topic next week is movies versus their, their ripoff counterparts. Maybe we do like White House Down versus Olympus Has Fallen. Volcano kind of versus with... Dante's Peak. Yeah. Armageddon like... versus Deep Impact. <laughs> yeah. Like the, these fucking things happen all the time, man. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. Oh, we'll see. All right. Well, I think we've been doing this long enough. An hour nine is good. And I don't edit this for shit. Huh? 69 minutes. What's what's messing with me is we've got our call timer right below the recording timer. So, like, I'm looking at the call timer. I'm like, Jesus, we've been talking for an hour and a half. But we've only been recording an hour, ten minutes of it. Um, But anyway, uh, thank you all very much for listening. Remember, you can follow us. Uh, at F and Cultured on Twitter. Um, we've got the F and Cultured page on Facebook. Um, please uh, share our our podcast page and um, share the Facebook page. Uh, share the podcast itself. Tell people to listen to it. You can rank. Uh, you can rate it on uh, iTunes. Review it. Uh, try to get us some more clicks. Here, I thought we were only going to have four people listen to episode three, and we ended up getting twelve or thirteen. Um, the statistics on my website say we're reaching 45 people. So yay. (laughs) (laughs) But let's try to get that up. So if you do listen, hit us up on social media, let us know that you're listening. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, if there's something you want to talk about or want us to talk about, let us know. Uh, if you'd like, if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, let me know. Um, it's so much easy. It's so easy to do right now because we're just we're doing it on uh, we're doing it on Skype. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, be safe. Have a good week eight of quarantine. 
Um, my name's Bobby. I'm Rick. I'm Griff. Oh, is it my turn? And that's Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have a good week and go F yourselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think go F yourselves is the new. That, that's the line that you've been searching for, Bobby. Yeah. Go F yourselves. I like it. We're going to keep it for now. Did you plan to say that or did it just fell out of you? It just fell out of me, but that's, hey. That's, that's the happy accidents, baby. That's it. That's how you know it's right. Money. It was money, Bobby. Better be. Better, <laughs> <laughs>